I wanted to talk about trash. Mm-hmm. Dude, did you see that? Wasn't that photo I sent you crazy? With Manhattan in the background and just a barge of garbage. Oh, Don John. John Don. Don John. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't that something? Hey, you guys want our trash because we don't have any fucking room for it? Put it on a barge and send well, it over. I mean, you, you have to think. All of the garbage out of Manhattan goes elsewhere. Yeah. All of it. Mm-hmm. There's all not of a it. single bit of it. that, And all the poop. Yeah. They That's open. why all the mafia families get into waste management. I, I would. Because um, then you could manage other stuff. I thought too. they... Can you ever? I thought they were reopening Fresh Kills because they needed space to dump stuff. This is a while ago. Um, you should look into that. I should. Fresh Kills? Do you want to hear the most ironic thing in the world? I'd love to. So when 9-11 happened, they needed space to process all the material. Sure. So there was an, uh, an, an abandoned landfill on Long Island that they took all the material to. Long Island. Long Island. And Did they, they truck it all? They trucked it all, didn't they? trucked every bit of it. Yeah. Um, and it was all... They had these crushers, and they had them under these giant um, canopies so that the the FBI and the CIA could stand over and watch all the stuff coming off the belt. It's wild. And the place that that all happened was Fresh Kills Landfill. Brutal. It's uh, Swedish. They named it after a Swedish guy. K-I-L-S. Kills. Okay. Fresh, that that fresh. must have been the largest demolition Or maybe it project. is K-I-L-L-S. Yeah, it was. Unsanctioned. Yeah, I mean, obviously, but the, just the cleanup of all of that debris. Yeah, fresh kills. KLS. That's right. Yeah. So that's ironic. Okay. Kind of shitty. All right. Well, with, with that, uh, welcome <laughs> um, to the podcast, everybody. One more thing. Uh-huh. Um, I have a, a purchased order request mm-hmm. I found on Facebook Marketplace today. Mm-hmm. In Murfreesboro, there is a UFC octagon for sale. <laughs> How much is it? Best offer. Oh, oh no, that, that's no how you kidding. get a Well, put an offer in. Mm, I'm thinking about it. I'd spend at least 50 bucks on that. I don't know. Where, 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 where do we put it? In the parking really, lot over there? I really, really think we should buy the lot across the street. I, I do want to know. Think of all the things we could do there. We I've, could have a sandbox. We could have a UFC yeah. ring. End of list. Wacky, wavy, inflatable arm playing tube man. Yeah, yes. that's all you need. Like a whole forest yes. of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're a professional business after all. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind having an octagon. Yeah, just for when you need to settle something. Well, yeah. you know, Jocko's whole thing is like sparring and like the jujitsu yeah. stuff. We yeah. just kind of start that here. Yeah. Build it. Well, Nikki was like, where would we put it? And me and Chase were like, we'll just put it in the corner and then our desk could be in the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, where do you want to have our meeting? In the octagon. <laughs> Dude, there was a, there was, remember the old ESPN commercials? I forget who it was, but it was a fighter. And he was at a cubicle, mm. but it had like a fence around it. Yeah. It was like an octagon. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's like, and, and the guy walks up in a suit. He's like, hey, can we talk about something? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> I love that series of commercials so much. My favorite one that I'll never forget ever. Like, it's always going to be funny to me. They're like in the lunchroom. And they're, you know, make like finished making their plates. And they walk over to get drinks. And Arnold Palmer walks up. And he gets a glass, he puts a little tea in one, puts a little lemonade in it, and then puts a little tea back on the top, and he walks away. And the guys behind him go, awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> Do you remember the Kobe Bryant commercials where Kobe Bryant was like a fake motivational speaker? I do not. And it was like a crowd uh. of actors, like like famous people. Oh, really? And Kobe Bryant was just saying some random bullshit. And my favorite one was like Kanye West was in the crowd. And Kobe Bryant says something. And then Kanye West is like, what the fuck does that even mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to send you. There's like six of them. I don't There's know that I ever saw those. They're the funniest commercials I've ever I seen. I love that. I like, I like when they have really famous people do really small parts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, there's yeah. this one TV show where it's like Tom Brady walks out of this place and he's like, what's up? And like, that's and it. That's, it. Yeah. Like, that's Tom Brady. The it's most like, expensive cameo in the world. Yeah. 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 Oh, the, the, they had the Florida Gator in the uh, elevator. Uh-huh. And Steve Irwin. <laughs> Steve Irwin <laughs> tackles the Florida Gator. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's a good one. Anyway. Uh, commercial talk. Dirt talk. Anyway. So, welcome to Dirt Talk. I'm Alex Horton, joined by Aaron Witt. And Eric Jumper. And Billy Bigrigger. Billy, Billy Bigrigger himself. Got Harrison over in the corner doing his thing. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We're going to change it up a little bit today okay. here at the Dirt Talk Studios. I want to get you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Oh, no. What did you I know, walk into? You know, we're just going to we're gonna explore the space, as they say. Mm-hmm. Is this an intervention? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, there's five people outside. It's your whole family, actually. Oh, no. They're all going to come in and they're <laughs> just going to gonna, they're gonna say what you're... You've really failed at. Yeah. Wolf. I'm okay. going to talk to you about your wolf consumption. <laughs> Two There's egos being made in the kitchen I, right I saw now. It. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about it. Uh, okay. So what I would like to do today is I'd love to hear each of yours like worst uh, job mistake story. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Barring flipping the skits during it's. Yeah, which we don't need to get into. I've made a really cool one. There's a really, uh, just a quick story. This wasn't the worst, but I I don't know if I told on the podcast or not. But when I was stemming uh, blast uh, drill holes, with we basically had piles of stemming by each drill hole, uh, very has haphazardly placed because <clears throat> we didn't we had a telehandler. Yeah, we didn't have a skid steer load or anything, yeah, so yeah. you had to place stemming with the telehandler. It sucked, and oh, you couldn't shit. get it back on some of the shots. It was. So every every hole had to be stemmed to the five gallon bucket. Yeah. So you'd grab your pea gravel, pour it in the hole, go grab another bucket, pour it in the hole, and do that for a whole pattern. And sometimes I was the only one up there. Mm. But I I would clip a radio to my vest, and they were expensive radios because we were kind of in the middle of nowhere. And as I was loading one shot, the radio unclipped from my vest mm. and just went right into the 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 hole. Just like perfectly like whoop. Yeah, and I could hear the <clears throat> people talking at the bottom of the hole (laughs) (laughs) and and i panicked (laughs) i panicked uh and i tried to fish it out but there was just no hope in getting that thing out of i mean it's 40 feet down in solid rock with like a you know four inch hole yeah uh so they called me radio rest of the Uh, rest of the summer that was Uh, was sick yeah rightfully so yeah that's more of just like a bummer yeah yeah Yeah, it's like uh, Maybe it doesn't have to be worse, but just well, like, you I know, have to. I have to. Whatever I've done, whatever I've done, I have to bring back to the surface because I've buried it. That's what therapy's for. Oh, I haven't. I've really flipped anything over. Or like, I've never like dropped a rock truck on its side. Um, broken a lot of glass. Broken a lot of glass. Broken a lot of windows. I've I've ruined a lot of things for how little operating experience and construction experience I have. You had, a, you had a high 
a high usage rate when it comes to did you break stuff in the amount of time you were out there? Yeah. Like I have a long list of getting stuck. Yeah. Yeah. A, I've a got, long list of getting yeah, stuff stuck. I got a lot of stuff stuck in South Carolina. I think that's just part of working in South Carolina. I guess um, one thing I can remember is when we were, um, I guess a couple things. So when we were, when we had our family company, we had a we had a janky ass PC two twenty that we rented to do a, a subdivision. Um, do a subdivision. We did. Um, it was like four homes. Uh. It was it was a really small. Basically, just had it to dig the basements. It was already on grade. Um, but it was like a low income housing, so it was like really tiny homes. So we had this janky ass Komatsu. And I was tracking it across the job and I wasn't paying attention at all because I was like 18. So my head was probably buried in my phone as I was walking across the job and the track had come off the machine. Like it had walked off. It didn't come apart. It just came off. And somehow I had kept going Mm. for a distance and the track had come all the way off the machine. And I just kept going and I just kind of turned a little bit because obviously it's only walking on one track. And all of a sudden I'm like, something's wrong. And I look down and there's a track on and the idler is just in the dirt. And I spin the machine around and the track is just like laying there all lumped up like a cake that just fell on the floor. And I'm like, oh, shit, what did I do? Because I've never had that happen before. And um, as I'm doing, as I'm talking about this, I'm remembering all the stuff that's happened to me. Uh, it's all coming back. Did the track break? <laughs> no, it just it... fell off. It was just it had like ten thousand hours on it. It was the original track. Uh, so, and that's not something you just throw back on and keep rolling. <laughs> believe it or not, when they're that worn out, and if they like fall off like that, in some situations you can put it back on the machine with the bucket. Yeah. So that's what we did. We we went back over. My dad came over. My uncle came over. They they walked the machine back over. They picked the track up. They got it on the sprocket, and then they dragged it with the bucket up to the idler. And then you pick the machine up. You kind of, wow. it, it took about three hours to get it back on. Sure. It's not a fun time. Um, you also might have to use like a come along or a cable with another machine to like drag it back over. Yeah. Um, another situation where that happened, another janky Komatsu, uh, a different company I was working for. Um, not that Komatsu is necessarily janky, just those Those particular Komatsus ones were, were janky. past their time and should have had there are, the there's, there's janky equipment of every brand. Yeah. Yeah. We're... we're These janky Komatsus, <laughs> I tell we're, you are what. We, we're equipment agnostic? These, uh, these just janky I've seen, iron. I've seen garbage machines of every brand. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there, you, people can ruin them all. Well, guess what? Today we're talking about janky Komatsus. Okay. Uh, so this was, this was a 228, so it was a zero swing and I was loading trucks with nasty muck. So like mud that was stripped off the job and I was on top of the muck pile stupidly and I wasn't, so when you're loading trucks on a pile and it's like soft, you're supposed to, uh, as you're digging the, the force of the machine is pushing the tracks into the, so you're on level so you're supposed to like prop yourself up and move yourself around a little bit and keep fixing underneath you so you can stay level and not sink. And I wasn't doing that. I was just not feeling it. I was lazy. And I went 
to change spots on the pile so I can bring more material to the front. And as I was doing that, I twisted the whole machine 90 degrees and popped the track off. Oh, nice. To the inside of the frame. And I panicked. And then I made it worse. Yeah. And then I made it really bad. And then they ended up having to walk the machine off the pile. And it was in such a bad spot. They actually had to separate the tracks and then lay it out, stretch it out again, and then retrack it and then repin it. That one sucked. I hated that. Because when they put it back together, you're like, thanks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, And the trucks had to keep getting loaded. So they put me on this old ass loader. To load the trucks with was it also a Komatsu? It was a John Deere. Uh, so I had to load. See, they can they can be old ass yeah. and all kinds. Yeah. Of ways. yeah, and I had to watch them. There was like three mechanics that had to come over and work on this thing. Yeah, and I had to watch them work on my mistake as I'm loading these trucks with this non air conditioned loader, and I'm just I'm just like, oh, I messed up. Are there typically a mechanic on site, like uh, on uh, larger? Well, unless it's a really big job. Yeah. Okay. For a typical site work job, it's usually like. For for like a let's see a three hundred employee um, earth moving company, there's probably like two road mechanics, and they'll bounce around to jobs all day. Just whoever needs something, mm. they go there. Yeah, okay. but then yeah, real big jobs, they'll have somebody or multiple yeah. people just yeah. dedicated. Yeah. Sure, because yeah. because there's just enough equipment that yeah, something's always going to be broken down. Broken. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, the the one time I was convinced I was going to get fired was the signal cable on the railroad. I feel like I've told that story. Have Maybe. I told that story? That didn't sound super familiar yeah. to me. I think like I have. It was. We were working. Yeah, 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 we, yeah, we're doing siding track for a railroad. Mm-hmm. Nondescript starts uh, with a U. I don't feel bad for them. They're in rough waters right now. So can, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a chugga chugga ends with choo choo. Yeah, so we're we're doing siding track. So there's live track right next to us. Freight trains. This is main line. 120 trains a day. Choo-choo. So it's like full bore, flat out, mainline track from the port of LA going east, typically. So we're, we're doing this track. We're having to grade it, bring it to subgrade before we can do all the ballast and mm-hmm. aggregate and all that. Uh, we have a scraper in there, paddle wheel scraper. And earlier that day, the paddle wheel scraper dug up some black cable. And then the railroad came over. Oh, that's just old signal cable. You can get it out of the way. So mm-hmm. we grab it cut it out of the way pretty haphazardly, toss it aside. We keep moving. Nothing happened. It happens again. The scraper digs up some cape, si- signal cable, but this time he he dug up. It wasn't just the cable. It was like spools of cable, like spools buried. Oh, weird. And I just, I figured it was the same thing. I was like, sure. well, I'm going to save these guys time. Yeah. I'm like, going to go grab the backhoe, yeah. a clapped out caterpillar backhoe yeah. just to keep everything equal around yeah, here yeah. and i go grab it and throw it out of the way and then not five minutes later on the radio hey dispatch has uh talked to us and there's a there's a potential break in the line somewhere mm. in our area there's no signal signal just dropped out uh. and i knew ex- like right then i fucked up i did that yeah. So then I had to go over to the boss and go show them the exact spot where I dug it up and they had to go in there and sit in it's, you know, 120 degrees, sit out in this hole and reconnect the cable, the yes. signal line. Yeah. 
as trains had to go from full speed to five miles per hour huh. through this whole zone yeah. because there's potential for a track break Jesus. when they don't have signal. Huh. And it probably took like four hours. So you had trains running through there at five miles per hour for four hours while they were fixing my mistake. And I for sh- I was 100% certain I was done. Uh-huh. And is, is that definitely the type of mistake that people quite often get fired for? Oh, for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. If I wasn't an intern, I would have been fired so quick. They f- they found out your dad was a lawyer, and they were like, "Oh, we can't." I don't think. <laughs> yeah, this guy. This guy's pretty said, litigious. Dad, dad, saved me. Been like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm no not thanks. going against the railroad. Yeah. I, I thought you were at work. Oh uh, no, he he wouldn't mind that. He's like, I just have, I have better things to do. <laughs> you figure it out. Uh, so w- was the initial cable that got dug up that was nothing but it was no. that second time that yeah. was the issue so that's why i did it i was like well i'm gonna save these guys time i'm gonna be the hero of the day uh, and i get to run a backhoe today yeah, yeah, like, cool. awesome. yeah, yeah. yeah. because i was this you, you, it's like a, a field engineer you're just stuck in a pickup truck all day yeah basically just watching the geotech guy go test aggregate base yeah. and then oh trucks are jacking off somewhere again so you have to go ra- wrangle them up yep. and hey go drive down to the gas station 15 miles down the road to make sure all the trucks aren't just yeah. fucking sitting there you know, getting paid by the hour. Yeah, yeah. getting yeah. paid by the hour drinking yeah. Red Bull. Yeah. So it was it was it was not a mentally stimulating yeah. job. Yeah. Do you think we need to bleep out jacking off? No, I don't think so. Okay. We make this program for the construction industry. Sure. We're not making it for homeschooling. Yeah, the, you jack off. You jack off. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it's I'm for you. I'm, <laughs> I'm using it as just like a like a jackass term. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like yeah, you jack off. <laughs> Uh, YouTube videos though, we're trying to keep those more clean because sure. I, I do want people to be sure. able to watch those and, yeah. and learn from them. Yeah. That makes sense. But the podcast, different medium. I'm not worried about cool. that, that kind of stuff. Great. It's free game in here, boy. Yeah, we dude. do whatever we want. <laughs> it's the wild west on this podcast. <laughs> it's the wild west and I'm <laughs> Billy Big Rigger. <laughs> uh, Billy Bigger, you seemed like you had a, a couple other ones that kind of, once you started the, uh, the ideas were flowing. Unfortunately, unfortunately they were flowing. Yeah. Um, I've, I have roasted some stuff in a snowcat. I have. As in like doing, doing snow removal. No, like a, like a, on a ski resort. Uh huh. Cause I spent a lot of time running snowcats. Sure. Um, so I have, let's see. The worst one I've done was when I was grooming parks one year. It was about three in the morning and a, at a ski resort. If you're from the desert and don't have a ski resort nearby, um, a terrain park has what's called features. So they're like man-made wooden and metal and plastic. So it's like a rail X game style. You hit the rail and you do the cool trick. And I was responsible for cleaning up around the features and making the jumps and stuff. And I was really tired one night and I was trying to get done with this so I could go home. So it was like three in the morning. And I backed over one of these rails with the snowcat. Nice. Fucking roasted it. It was just wood and splinters and pieces of plastic and metal. And I was like, whoa, that was bad. (laughs) (laughs) That was really bad. And I called my boss and I was like, hey, um, so you're probably going to fire me. And he's like, why? I was like, well, I backed over one of the butter boxes in the kitty park. He's like... Oh shit. Um, 
well, did you clean it up? I'm like, no, not yet. Well, clean it up first. <laughs> Hide it in the back. <laughs> and, uh, and then he's like, did you break anything on the cat? It's like, I don't think so. He's like, it's probably fine. We'll deal with it in the morning. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. Okay. They just couldn't afford to like find somebody else to replace me mid-season, I think. So mm-hmm. they just dealt with it. Um, that sucked. What else is, is there much uh, in terms of the way of like, shit, I am going to have to redo this whole, the, all the work that I did today. Like, is that pretty typical? Not for, I mean, obviously people wouldn't do it right, but is that like something that there's a lot happens? Of, there's a lot of rework. I've done a lot of rework. There's a lot of rework. Yeah. Your own rework? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've set yeah. the same pipe a couple times. Or so, yeah, sometimes contractors oh. are coming in to redo all the work for yeah. another contractor. I remember oh, yeah. there was this one job I worked on when I was helping out in estimating. It was this contractor. They just went belly up midway through a project. They're probably 60% complete uh, doing a road reconstruction in Tucson. Mm-hmm. So they just go belly up yeah. mid project. All their equipment was still there. That's wow. how belly up they went. Holy cow. All the equipment. They're was, just like, uh, company over, bye. Materials, wow. equi- like everything was just on the job still. That's a vibe. Shoot. But they pull the bond. Huh. And so they have to go rebid the whole project, mm-hmm. go all the way through the process again. Wow. So you have to come in and basically huh. bid the work and also, okay, what's here and what is here that's correct Yeah, and what needs to be all Holy redone. Cow. So say it was like a $10 million project. The the new bid after they were already sixty percent complete was probably like twelve million, fourteen million. That's crazy because most of it had to be torn out <laughs> and redone. So most of their work was complete nonsense. How long does does it take on a project that like that to just go through what had been done and be like, that's right, that's wrong, that's right, that's wrong? It like, was it was a process. I was going to say that yeah. that's <laughs> not just like I'll run out there this afternoon and then we'll kind of know for tomorrow. That's yeah. a yeah. its own project. Yeah, yeah, it was a bigger it was a bigger Oof. project, so it took a while to figure out just what there was to begin with. And then it becomes an additional two to four million just to clean it up to get back on schedule. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now your schedule's all messed up now and materials all over the place and yeah. traffic control is a mess. So it's not as simple as just, oh yeah, we'll pick up where they left off because it was just a disaster. Well, yeah. You can't even trust that where they left off was the right place. Like, yeah, exactly. All, ugh. Yeah. yeah. Fun stuff. Yeah. It was, I mean, they had box like, the road, it was a lot of drainage improvements. Mm-hmm. So you'd be going through a wash and the road would just follow the like follow the contouring yeah. and would go right through the wash. Yeah, yeah. And so they would have well, they had live traffic going through the wash like they had it originally, and then right next to it they were setting boxes to then put the road over the wash. So they had just half finished box culverts basically at the level of traffic, if that huh. makes sense, that all had to be pulled out. Interesting. Because they weren't set right. Yikes. Expensive. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of rework. Expensive. There's a lot of rework. Expensive. A lot of rework, a lot of compaction problems. Oh, yeah. A lot of pipe problems. People are bad at compacting things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, when you were talking about like doing your own rework, does that come from like you, like you said, you, you laid pipe and then you go to like check it and be like, turns out I did that wrong. I need to redo it. Or is it somebody else came and reviewed it and said, that's not right? Like, is. Um, the the one scenario I could think of was like they tasked me with going and putting a sewer line in. And I was like, hey, so like I've never put in a sewer line by myself before. Not sure if I have this all buttoned up, but we'll give it a shot. So don't expect the best. 
like, no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We don't, you can do it. And I went and did it. And it was like way off. And they were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I warned you. I specifically you were told to you. to send somebody I, out to help me with yeah, this. I did my best and it, it, but it wasn't the best. And then we pulled it out. We put it back in. The guy that they sent to help me wasn't great. It was wrong again. And they were like, well, this is bad. So the, then the owner came down and helped me put it back in. And by the time we did it th- the third time, I was like, I've got sewer set the rest of my life. I'm good yeah. to go on sewer now. Yeah. Very rarely, though, is it you know you screwed up. You're like, okay, that's a job well done. Mm-hmm. And then they come back and bust you. The yeah. inspector, they'll go pressure test you uh-huh. and it's a bust. And then you have to go figure out, all right, who did the valve wrong yeah. and megalog wrong or whatever it is. Yeah. It's... uh. There's good construction, bad construction. Yeah. And there's right now, there's a lot of bad construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of, just la- it's like laziness. Yeah, it's a lot of laziness. Well, well, laziness one or just not knowing how to do it correctly too. Yeah. Like there's no training. No. There's no way on, here's how to properly, like we're talking about how to properly use a Megalug. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no training on how to do that correctly. It's just, you're doing it out in the field and you better hope you do it right the first time. Yeah. yeah. Well, other than just like money and time, why do you think that there's such little tolerance for um, like mistakes on the job in, the, in those sorts of ways? Is it just because it's expensive? Expensive or liability. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was talking about yesterday when we were doing our live podcast practice. I, uh, there's, just, there's, there's an increasingly smaller and smaller and smaller tolerance for any kind of mistake whatsoever. And we're basically teaching people that making mistakes is not is not tolerated, mm-hmm. but that's a key way of learning how to build stuff effectively, I feel like. And we're not allowing for that. Uh, and we're just expecting everybody to do it right all the time or else you're fired, which doesn't make sense from a workforce standpoint because you can't go hire people. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to be firing people right now. Right. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of ironic because that's probably not how they learned. I guarantee you they have a long list of mistakes they've made. For sure. But you can't make them because mm-hmm. it's going to cost me money or potential liability. Well, and especially those people that are saying like, well, I don't make those mistakes anymore and nobody should be making those mistakes. Like, I'm sure there's a little bit of like, it doesn't, like you're saying, it doesn't even matter about my own personal background because now it's costing me money and like, I don't want anybody else to do it. Well, yeah. And the industry is just different. Like it's pushed down by like GCs, project owners, Mm -hmm, a lot of times like zero tolerance mentality, which I think is good. Everybody needs, should be safe. Well, yeah. You also want to like do, you also want the work to be done correctly. And like yeah, everybody's yeah. trying to do it the best they can for the most part. I mean, of yeah. course. Yeah. But I, I think it's counterintuitive. I think you, mm-hmm. um, you discourage risk taking, you discourage learning. Mm-hmm. You, everybody's just trying to play it as safe as they possibly can. And everybody loses at the end of the day. I watched, I went to a project one time where a guy backed something, back skid steering or something, scratched it a little bit, just straight to jail. Fired. Really? Yeah. Right there. Right the way. Right. Right away. Wow. <laughs> right away. <Straight> to jail. <laughs> right the way. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, jail. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Just fired right there. Damn. Not even. Okay. So have we acknowledged the mistake? You know, you're huh. you're done, buddy. Huh. Get the hell out of here. Not like you're not running equipment anymore, but just like out of here. Yeah, you're just fired. Yeah. Hmm. That's an that's an easy way to build your own workforce too. You know, just oh, anybody, anytime anybody makes a tiny mistake, get out of here. I don't need you. Everybody's looking around like, why can't we develop our workforce? <laughs> I fired them all. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, you're fired. Uh, you're fired. Yeah. Damn. Eric, in your experience, uh, like working in the field, if somebody that um, reports to you, like they make like a mistake like that, 
maybe what's like the bad version of responding to that and what's like a more healthy, probably useful version um, of that? Bad, bad version would be throwing my phone in hard hat yeah, in the direction too. of the cab of the machine, yeah, wherever they're sitting. Um, because that ends up being more about you. It's like I am very frustrated yeah, or whatever, yeah. but like I can't keep my own shit together. I feel like I'm mad at you. I feel like it helps me get my point across. Sure. What's well, all the tool? When when Just, my when my hard hat makes contact with your nose. Well, if it works well, it's great. <laughs> but then that's a safety ride up. Not, not not well. Not he should have had his door closed. <laughs> um, sure. So I guess the proper procedure would be, you know, hey, I messed up. Um, what do we do? It's like okay, well, we can fix this. No biggie. Where it becomes an issue is like, hey. I fucked up for like the ninth time today. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, maybe maybe this isn't the right yeah. plan to work for you, I buddy. Backed over the fifth, or just like you're you're, yeah, you're, yeah. Clear, yeah. you're clearly under <laughs> under trained, underqualified yeah. to be doing the work you're yeah. doing. Yeah. yeah, it's like I can only lead you to water so <laughs> many times yeah. before you accidentally drown. Yeah, but I feel like foremen also they're not taught how to lead. Yeah, so they don't view yeah. that as a reflection on themselves first. For sure, first it's a reflection on you. Have I explained this clearly enough? Because mm-hmm. obviously it's not being understood. Mm-hmm. How can I do better to explain this more clearly, or put this person in another position where they potentially are better suited for? Mm-hmm. Like maybe they just they just don't get. Hey, look behind you before you back up in a loader. Yeah. Um, and then if it's really not working, then yeah, you can obviously get rid of people. That, sure. that aren't working out, but I feel like there's a lot of steps in between that are completely skipped right now yeah. in today's workforce and com- most companies. Yeah. Well, because we've talked a little bit before about like there is a certain level of ownership, like as a leader, that it's if somebody's making like those kinds of mistakes, you own at least some of that where it's like if if they're just like screwing off and like not taking it seriously and you've given them this feedback multiple times and they're not like taking it like maybe that's one thing but like if eric like you were saying like you know if you're having to go to somebody say you've this is the ninth mistake you've made today is it because you are doing a poor job and you don't know how to do what you're doing or have i not given you the proper instruction in order to do it correctly like there is like yeah yeah it's all based on whatever scenario like how it it all depends on how good of a leader you were being that day. Oh right? yeah, well, but everybody's just like, well, yeah, well, this guy must be dumb. He doesn't get it. Yeah. I mean, maybe his wife just asked for a divorce yesterday. True. Fuck. I'm probably gonna be backing over chop saws too yeah. if my wife yeah. asked for a divorce the mm-hmm. day before and I'm at work. Yeah. Uh, like, seriously. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's that's the reality sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. Or you know, I I'm 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 so miserable in life. I have to drink every night, so I come come to work hungover. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hungover. I'm feeling mm-hmm. like shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not focused right now. Yeah. I'm in a piece of equipment. That's not a safety hazard. It's like everybody's so hard on, oh, wear your hard hat, wear your seatbelt, this and that. But it's like the guy's hung over and we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should talk about that. Well, I think a lot of that is just the culture of like, it's, it's okay, we're done at the end of the day. Let's go to the bar. Yeah. So everybody's like, it's built in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, everybody's hung over. Yeah. But it shouldn't be. And no. that's the message of this podcast. Everybody's hungover, but yeah. they shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm hungover right now. Trick. Trick. I knew he was going to say it. I knew it, everybody. Every he was going to say trick. Every time. Trick. Every time. Uh, we, we've talked a, a, a bit um, in the last couple of days just about like, you know, that, that lack of tolerance for mistakes. But I think 
a, a broad theme that we've talked about many times in this podcast is that mistakes is kind of the way you learn. And so um, I, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about, you know, mistakes that y'all have made and kind of have seen, because I think that normalizes it a little bit. I think that's an important thing to talk about. Well, it was weird how many people reached out after I rolled this kisser and posted about it. I mean, it's hundreds of people. It's crazy. Saying, like, thanking me for sharing about that. I, I didn't think I'd get or any kind of response. Were there just as many people that commented that you were an idiot? Uh, a few, but it was mostly, it was overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Don't take, don't. And I feel like it was a lot of people that their opinion meant more who were reaching out. You know, it's like yeah. random, random people from the internet, like, you idiot. And then, yeah. like, people you really, really respect mm -hmm. reaching out saying, like, been there. Well, I, I have a lot of respect for companies that'll post, you know, burned out equipment or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. We had a haul truck go into a ditch today. Here's why. Here's what we learned. Yeah. Here's the new, uh, it, you know, here's the new way we're going about it to prevent this from happening again. We're thankful everybody's okay. We just wanted to let everybody else know. Yeah. Or within NACO, you go into the lunchroom of any mine. They share all of the potential hazards at other mines hmm. so it's not even accident because they're they're buttoned up yeah but it was hey you know in our inspection we found this problem with this machine for example that could have caused this hazard but we want the other mines to know about this huh. they're open about sharing different issues they've come across within the different mining operations so that all the mining operations can learn interesting yeah but don't don't take those positive comments as an opportunity to flip the skidster over again though no it was good advertising, though. Yeah, it's a good thing to do once and just move on from. <laughs> it. I thought making it look like a cow was going to make it one of the more famous skid steers in all the land. Wrong. Putting it on its roof yep. and it being a cow, mm -hmm. that's what did it. Yep. It is really the combination. That, that's no, nobody's it. ever done that before. Yeah, that yeah. is one of the most well-known skid steers in the United States now. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Just because so many skid steers I mean, are pretty nondescript. Yeah, I mean, that's not a... That's not a a trophy I was going for. That's a hell of a flex. But yeah, you you do have the most popular skid steer in the country. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would venture to guess. I'm among. I, I don't know if I could declare it's the number one, but it's there. Uh, well, who are you competing with? I don't even know. Exactly. I what's, mean, maybe uh, what's Jake, his name? Jake Hatch. Yeah. Yeah. Black ship skid. But he has Black several. Sheep, sheep skid. He has several though. He does. Yeah. It's more about the skill than the yeah. exact machine for yeah, him. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Check. Okay, cool. Cool. Mistakes well, and stuff. Yeah, thanks for talking about that, fellas. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you've got a good story or something you've messed up. Send them to me in my DMs. Okay. Send them to Eric in your DMs. Sure. sure. Yeah. I get sent a lot of them. Uh, quite a bit. Yeah. A, a lot of them I can't post. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't post them because yeah. I'm on ass. But yeah. I've seen some very reputable yeah. companies uh -huh. that are, we are nothing but safety. I'm like, well... Uh, no, I don't That's think so. That's a boo-boo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie-daisy. 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 Or you'll get an excavator that hits a bridge, you know, branded real prominently. You know, no, let's talk about that. Why? This construction company. You're yeah. Like, Whoops. Why, huh. why do you That's guys keep hitting bridges with excavators lately? What's up with that? Yeah, check the height of your load. Oh, my God. I check the height of bridges. There's like one a day now. It's crazy. Yeah. I think it's a ploy. To get the bridges replaced. It's effective. Yeah. It's a conspiracy theory. Well, but I'm you'll, you'll see some bridges that you can tell they've been hit a little bit. Yeah. 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 And they're yeah. kind of crumbling. Yeah. They just have left yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have the money for that. Are you yeah. kidding me? I think we'll get around to it. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. When when we were in New York, some of the bridges that we saw were absolutely terrifying. Pretty sketch. Yeah. East, East Coast just bridges like, are just like raw steel poking out. Yeah, yeah. East Coast bridges they have a design life of you know sixty years, yeah. and they're you know, ninety five years, years old. Yeah, hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what people don't get the design life of a lot of infrastructure. We're so far past it with yeah. like very critical infrastructure. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, or that that bridge going over the Mississippi. Uh, out of Memphis. Yeah. Oh, Memphis. yeah. That was scary. They, just, they they shut the whole interstate down because a a kayaker was underneath it. I'm like that doesn't look very good. Yeah. That's a pretty serious crack. Everybody and calls them. They shut the place down and they have to, you know, redo a lot of the bridge. Ah. Well, I guess they would after after that whole incident down there. Wasn't that where that bridge collapsed? Where the bridge collapsed in Memphis? Was it in Memphis? Or was it where it killed a bunch of people? Like 2009. Oh, I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Well, I think that's a, that's a Dirt Talk podcast. Eric Jumper, thank you for being here. In town, hopping on the podcast. I will send you the bill. Thank you. We pay you at the end. So you got to do all your podcasts first. Okay. How many do I have left? We'll let you know. Oh. For Aaron Witt, Chief Dirt Nerd, CEO of BuildWit, I'm Alex Horton. Thanks, y'all. And Aaron, you want to say it? Catchphrase? Stay dirty, everybody. Theme song.